What a piece of junk! This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off! If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. episode of the Shattered Order podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me as usual is my friend Wink, who's apparently at a rave. He's over there dancing. Yeah, gotta try to keep the energy going. It's been a long week. <laughs> like, it's been a really long week. I, like, wor- words can't describe how just exhausted I am from this week, but it's the weekend, which really doesn't mean squat for me this weekend, but that's okay. However, I I just had a pre-workout, so I'm feeling pretty good. How about you? I well, see this is the this was the problem. I we should have recorded yesterday, but I didn't think about it because I had to I had to shut off the Lions preseason game for podcast, and so I'm wearing my hat in support of my Lions right now. But uh, uh, bummer. It is it is preseason, so it doesn't really matter at all. And Matthew yeah. Stafford didn't even play, so they're already phoning it in. But well, had I, had I known that, I would have suggested that we record last night. Except the Packers played last night, so that wouldn't have worked. <laughs> so we'd have both been screwed. I would have recorded my <laughs> audio yesterday, and then you could record yours tonight. It would have worked. It would have been, <laughs> blind Nobody podcasting. Nobody ever known. Blind podcasting sounds like a yeah. wonderful episode. I think we should jolt bust. That'd be a lot of editing for you, but if we both just recorded our own audio and set it at two hours, and then you just tried to splice it all together, that would make for an interesting podcast, I think. So this is actually really funny. There was an episode back when we first started doing this. We weren't even like a year into doing this show, and you know, it was bef- I've learned a lot about audio editing because of situations like this. It's forced me to, but there was an episode where I lost some audio and I had to go back and re-record my audio for like an entire hour. That sounds um, so pretty great. It was like listening to you and then replying and it, oh my God, it was excruciating. And hoping Never you replied in an amount of time before. Hey, it was probably like normal. You, I kept cutting you off. Even though it wasn't live, and you know, everything was good. Spot on. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. All right, indeed. So, uh, fantasy football. um, I know some of y'all may not care about this, but we are doing a Shattered Order podcast fantasy football league. Uh, How many people we got for that now? Okay, so we're full. We're at twelve out of twelve, but. We're over the this weekend. I'm going to try to get everyone to pay their dues and fill it up and uh, 
until everyone's paid, I would say we're not full. So we have 12 people for it right now. Three of us have paid. If you want to be involved and you have the money and you want to pay, you know, I will put you on the list to throw you in when uh, people uh, pull out. So if you are interested in the Shadow of Football League, we have we have room on the wait list right now. And, you know, with most things, wait lists end up being used. So if you're interested, there's two people on the wait list now. If you go now, you, there's a good chance that you'll be put in and everything will be golden. It's ten dollars. Winner takes all, so 12 people, you do the math, and it's it's going to be fun, so. I mean, that'll buy more than a vault, so. More, yeah, well, if plus win. if tax, you probably have like 10 bucks left over, but yeah, exactly, a that's, whole vault. That's true, that's true. Then you can do fun exactly. things like gear up your Ewoks, you know, so. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure you're going to tell us all about that. Um, but real quick, before we dig too much further, I do want to, I actually have an announcement and I, I'm going to need some help from a lot of our listeners, especially if you, if you like fantasy football at all. Um, we, my friends had some tech issues with his computer. However, multiple times we have tried to record our first fantasy, po- fantasy football podcast episode. Um, but this weekend, come hell or high water, we're recording it, and we'll get one released this weekend. Um, so be looking out for that. Uh, you know, we'll, it'll be on my Twitter, and I'm sure I'll post it in our Discord and stuff, uh, you know, for those of you that are interested. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be doing fantasy football podcasts probably at least twice a week, so that's going to be really fun to do from here going forward. Sounds good, man. Can't wait to hear it. I give me something else to listen to. It'll be nice. Yeah, because you cannot get enough of my voice. I well, <laughs> hearing it once a week for three hours is not enough for me. I need more of that in my ear holes. So <laughs> that's totally fair. Um, <laughs> other thing, uh, gift card winners. I will get your gift cards out to you this weekend. Like I said, it's been a long week. Um, I, I will get that done. I have not forgot about you. Um, but congrats to everybody. Uh, let's see. Uh, want to say good luck to our friend Ben Raj and his guild ATAT walkers. Uh, they are attempting another heroic Sith raid and they've been stuck on phase three. So hopefully they get this time. Good luck guys. Yeah, go get it. Stuck in phase three is not a bad place to be because it, in my opinion, it probably means within the next one or two or three, you're probably going to get it. So work on those checks, mix yeah. and just burn through there and you'll be good to go. So one Indeed. thing I wanted to mention oh, before we got yeah. into things, Swaga related. So don't uh, don't fret. We're moving into the Swaga stuff, but it's ta- it's territory war week. We already fought uh, the last one and won it. So good job to us. Humble brag. Um, but this week or this Right now, we're actually fighting, I think it's Ashes of Korriban, right? That's the name? Yes. Ashes of Korriban. That's the guild we're fighting. But also, mm-hmm. that guild is an, our fellow Twitch streaming, Twitch streaming game changer, DB Official 125's guild. So yes. we'll have to let you know next week on the podcast how that goes, because right now it's Shadow Podcast versus... 
DB official 125. So we will see how that winds up. I'm uh, hoping uh, to report good news. Something else uh, regarding this, um, as, you know, as soon as we found this out, he had us up and was like, "Hey, you know, fighting you guys this week," and that was when uh, Dan actually decided to, you know, as our gear, guild leader, he recorded a message to send out to the guild, you know, regarding this battle. So I'm going to play that real quick. Oh, okay, yeah. Execute order sixty-six. Oh. Well, I heard it twice. I, so did you? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh. And okay. and both times I realized just how big the frog in my throat was. So, <laughs> um, I I didn't hear it, and I don't know why. But I, I guess if you're listening on the show, you probably heard it. Good deal. Yeah, everyone listening heard it, but you. So there's that. Okay. <laughs> the joke went over. Well, just not for you. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Fair enough. Makes sense. Sweet. Okay, so last thing. We've been talking about this in podcast chat while you were doing your little air in there. And uh, hold on one second. Before we keep going, I can't wear this hat anymore. It's ugly. You shouldn't be able to wear it. No, it's the fact. There's If, you could, if I could move in, you'd see this big old red dot right here. And that's why I... Uh, Wear that hat. But anyways, I'll just be. The light will be shining upon me this entire episode. So, um, last thing, I totally believe this can happen even on a Gear Twelve Seven Star Treya, because if 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 the numbers I've heard about health on this character are correct at that level, it, it, I believe it can happen. So, but the question is to you to see if you believe the same. I don't think it's going to happen every time. I think that if the situation was right, it can happen. But do you think Ezra or Yoda could one-shot Treya? One-shot Treya. I mean, I, so uh, to answer this question, I will compare it to something that I think is uh, statistically close. I mean, you can get an Omega in a Cantina battle. So I would say, <laughs> yeah, it's possible, but the chances of that happening are about the same as that. So, uh, not highly unlikely. Um, I, Trey is too tanky with the crit avoidance and everything. Um, in order for that to happen, you would either have to get really lucky and have high crit chance and get lu- get lucky and land a crit, or uh, you just have really high offense and just get a really solid attack on her. I, I don't know. Um, if it's an Emperor Palpatine lead... I think it's probably more likely because a crit would make up for that 35% health advantage that she has. But with Trey Elite, I highly doubt it. I mean, uh, whenever I was using these Jedi teams against Trey Elites or Emperor Bob team teams, even for that matter, I really didn't have any luck. I couldn't. I couldn't take out Treya with one shot with uh, Grandmaster Yoda or Ezra. Despite how hard those attacks can be, uh, she's just a little too tanky. So what I would generally do was use Kenobi and call a mass assist on, you know, like a, well, either Thrawn or Treya. And that would do it, but it is a mass assist. It's not a one shot. So, um, I mean, do I technically think it's possible if you have superior mods, gear and everything against a Treya that is, you know, obviously not seven star not gear 12 i think that's certainly possible but i think 
A seven star gear 12 tray. I don't think there's any chance. Alrighty. Well, there you go, folks. That's all I had for right. the intro, so. That's it? <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we will. Hey, guys. What did you do in Swoga this week? What a week. I, I, I've been waiting just you know, days to tell you guys about how exciting my week in Swaga was. Uh, I got Hoth Rebel Soldier to seven star. He's finished. He's done out of the way. Um, it was one of the best moments in this entire game for me. It was just absolutely unbelievable. Um, really, really great. Uh, I've been holding really well in the arena, actually, so I switched back to Emperor Palpatine lead. I was talking about this last week. I was using Trey lead, and I was still dropping like a rock, you know, after I switched from the Jedi team. I went back to Trey because, you know, I was hoping it would hold better. And my Emperor Palpatine lead has done significantly better at holding. I haven't dropped past about 24 or so. I think I may have dropped like 27 one day. But for the most part, um, I've been holding really well. I didn't even get to do an arena battle today, and I was at 23. And it's primarily because Emperor Palpatine is really good against Trey leads. And all the Trey leads have kind of pushed most of the Jedi out of my arena. There's obviously still some kind of lingering around, but, um, yeah, that's doing really, really well. Um, and I've, I still haven't remodded the entire team. It's my mods are just kind of everywhere. Cause I've been so focused on the Sith raid and, um, I may remod it sometimes, see if I can start holding a little bit better, but, uh, Emperor Palpatine is great against trail leads if you've got a ton of those around, even if even if it has Sith Trooper. Um, <laughs> ship, sh what? I just... Even if it has Sith Trooper, that's... It just made me laugh. But it was... Why? No, everybody dogging on the Sith Trooper. Just the way you said Sith it Trooper. made me laugh. What's it? No, it's just... Oh. He's just there. He just stands there. At least mine does. Wait, just... Well, he just stands there, but he's frustrating as all hell to deal with. I, well, I hate yeah. Sith Trooper. I mean, I agree, it, he it, is. That's the best part. But it's just so funny that I can run him with his 130k health power and 96 speed. <laughs> yeah. No, and see, that's great. We need more characters like Sith Trooper that doesn't require speed that you can that you really can focus on modding a completely different way. And speed doesn't matter. Like, he kind of has that passive ability where he can still get defense up and still get taunt without it being his turn. And mm -hmm. I think that's a really cool mechanic that I would like to see, you know, more things like that, whether it's, um, you know, doing random abilities when it's not their turn. I think stuff like that could, uh, would be really cool. I'd like to see more of that. Um, the other thing I was going to mention was Ship Arena. I've, I've been doing really well in ship arena. Uh, you know, I'm still using, I'm using Tarkin lead now, but I am still using, uh, Bissan's Ewing, Biggs and Darth Vader. And it's, it's a great team. I love it. It's so much fun. I've got all the Omegas done on that team. I've been working on Sunfock. Um, he's one of my reinforcements. Um, Let's see. There was something else I was going to... Oh, uh, I added a Gear 12 Plus piece to Darth Vader to increase his ship speed by one. Uh, so 
that seems to have helped some. And yeah, uh, been been holding quite well there. And then uh, the last thing is I am three raids away from seven star Treya. I am so close. <laughs> I cannot wait. Awesome, man. I need. I think I need one more first place finish and then just two top ten and I'm good. It's pretty or good. No, two two top three and I'm good. I think I'm Very at pumped. 47. I just checked. I'm at 47 out of 85, so I got a little work to do. You're getting there. <laughs> I, I, I move at the small snail pace that I can when I, as the guild leader, set the raid two times that I cannot raid, so... Yeah, you should change that. I should at some point, because literally I have not hit the Sith raid for a month and a half. Like, yeah. it's been terrible. But, whatever. Bummer. It seems to be... The, the, the problem I have, and this is the selflessness of that I feel like I've given in this raid, because the, 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 the times work for everyone else, I feel like. No one has complained about them. The only one that doesn't work for is me, and which is why I haven't changed it. So we'll see. Maybe I'll do like a poll and see if people want to change, push them later in the day or something. But yeah. For anyone that's wondering, they are currently at 6 a.m. for me, 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. on the days we raid during the week. And then 9 a.m. and noon on the weekends. It's just, it's pretty brutal. Everything works yeah. out well for the East Coast. West Coast is a little rougher, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, perfect for me. It's eight a.m. and eleven a.m. Perfect times. So, yeah. Anything else for your week? That's pretty much it. Well, I can say this: in my week, I am now ready for the Dooku meta to return. Ooh. Because I've been going through and pulling in all the old cantina farms that I have left. And uh, Dooku was one of them. So now I have Dooku. I got Dooku to seven stars this week. Um, Literally a day before this update came out. And it's freed me up perfectly for Kira. Um, And the other thing I got to seven star this week was Poe's X-Wing, which took me forever. So I now pose X-Wing at seven star. There aren't, I don't have Millennium Falcon unlocked. I haven't, I haven't farmed it. I haven't worried about farming it. Once I get Darth Sion to seven stars, I'll probably move off of him. Oh, well, I know I'll move off of him and then move to Millennium Falcon in the, Millennium Falcon's in fleet battles, right? Mm, No, I think it's regular hard node. Well, I know it's there. I thought it was in fleet, fleet arena or fleet uh, battles too. I have to look again. Oh, I don't think so. I'm not sure. I'm glad you mentioned that though. I should start farming that. I've been doing, I've been farming hard nodes like crazy, trying to knock out a lot of these characters, and uh, I'm like running out of stuff to hard node farm down to the point I'm doing IG100. So I never huh. even thought about the Falcon. I I need to start farming that. You're farming IG-100 on what hard nodes? The one that he has. Right, but 
There's no other hard nodes? You don't want rows over IG-100? Oh, no, I'm, no, I'm doing those, too. I'm doing, like, oh, five... Okay. I'm doing, like, five different hard nodes, just trying to knock all those out. But um, IG-100 was one of the only... Uh, one of the last hard nodes that I have left. But and isn't I didn't he a even, Cantina character as well? I ain't wasting my Cantina energy but on gonna, IG-100. You're going to waste regular energy on a hard node for him? I would just what, just buy what him out of uh, IG one hundred. You can buy him out of guild no. shipments. Why would you waste your hard note? No, on I, dude. Okay, get get some. Uh, di- oh, whoa. Uh, <laughs> get some. <laughs> what are, get some. Yeah. Whoa. No, I'm not oh, gonna finish you. that thought. What What are the uh, droid collars? That's what I'm looking for. Uh, I'd rather have droid collar salvage than freaking IG-100 shards. And I can't get droid collar salvage with regular energy, so I spend it on IG-100. So That's it. Gotcha. Well, I ha- currently have zero guild tokens, so I, I understand that. I really want to farm young Han, but I also want to get my Ewoks to gear 12, so... <laughs> that's that's what I'm fighting with right now. But I got those two to the seven start. And here's what here's a fun thing that I did this week. Imbo's marquee. So I I, I did do the marquee this week. I did not mission me slash too. Zalbar it. So yep. for all those curious and worried about me, I did get the that I did get to Imbo. So we're good there. Uh, also, I gear twelve Ewok Elder. I'm about to gear twelve Chirpa. I also put a Zeta on Wicket and Chirpa, so I'm looking forward to this territory war because I did it a couple days ago, so I'm hoping to put them on defense and see what they do. That'll be fun. Um, Also on my alt, my alt, so I still haven't hit 3 million on my main account for Galactic Power. I'm at 2.97 now, I think. But I did happen to hit 3.5 million on my alt account, so that's a good thing. Nice. <laughs> and then uh, also I have every single character in the game on my alt account at level 85 now. So. Wow. A lot of galactic power gained by doing that. No um, kidding. I when I was when I took over my alt account. Every character was 85, so I spent the time to take all of the marquees we've got recently to 85 in the spirit of my uh, my buddy Elephant in the Room, a.k.a. Rich, and uh, <laughs> keep his account doing the things it was doing before. So got all nice. the characters to 85. Even if they're 85 in Gear 1, they are, that's a thing right now. But... <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's awesome. That's what nice. I've been doing this week. A whole lot of that stuff, but uh, yeah, I just I've really actually been enjoying since I really haven't gotten to raid a lot in the past couple of weeks. I've really have been enjoying having a project in the uh, the Ewoks, something I in, enjoy. Maybe they're not the best in all a lot of places in the game, but as far as having a team, I enjoy playing. Like I actually did a Galactic War two or three times this week using them just for fun. So yeah, I've just actually having fun with the game. You know what I mean? So loving those. Well, that's Ewoks. important. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. 
If we, if we don't like the game, why would we play it? That's okay. an excellent question. <laughs> uh, one other thing I did this week, or that I've started doing here recently, I've started hoarding crystals in preparation for the mods change coming up, and also hoarding crystals, or sorry, crystals and credits. I'm up to 55 million credits, and I think I have... Uh, I bought some shards for a specific character that I'm pretty excited about uh, <laughs> earlier today, but now I'm right around 8,000 crystals. I have never had that much, this many resources just available all the time, and it's made me a little bit greedy. I'm kind of like Scrooge McDuck. I don't want to spend any of them. Scrooge McNeeka. Scroo yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Dude's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I we need to have him on again. Goodness. Where's Eric? Been a while. Been a while. Um, so I don't really have a drop for this next thing, which is really sad. So uh, we're going to talk about the Shattered Order poll. Why don't you tell everybody what the poll was? All right. Someday we'll have a sound drop now that we're doing it consistently. But. And and when you don't have like thousands of things going on at uh, in the housing world, <laughs> hmm. like the, the the nervous laugh on your face, it's great. All right, anyways, <laughs> so poll. We had ninety five responses when I updated the show notes. As I kept watching it update as I was writing things, so. I got through it with 95 responses, but the thing sat open on my screen while I did the rest of the notes, and I think we got up to like 102 or something. I don't know. Lots of answers on this question or this poll, so it's pretty decent information here. I, I like I like that every week we've got more answers to the poll. Um, even just putting it, we've only put it out on the day of the podcast each time the last three. So I'm hoping to uh, do it earlier, but. Uh, Still getting a good amount of answers on, on the day of. So 95 responses, kind of a question about, so we got, if you don't know, you haven't heard, you live under a rock. We got Imbo this week. He's a new marquee character. We'll talk about that a little bit more as in a little bit. But it lay, it's led to a lot of conversation around the community about marquee characters. Like, just listing off the marquee characters that we've had in the last three months was a gigantic list, right? So you had yeah, you had all of those light side scoundrels. You had uh, range trooper. You had the five Kotor tunes, and now you have Imbo. There's a so that's what six five. I think lot. twelve characters in the last two to three months. So there's been a lot of marquee characters. So I wanted to ask the podcast poll. And a lot of the conversation has been about this anyway, so I wanted to see what people had to say about it. But it was basically about new characters coming out as marquees. So the first question I asked was, who, in your opinion, is the best new character released in the last few months? I saw this being a little closer than it actually ended up being, and the person that won it is not the one I thought would win it. But I guess I don't know why I thought that. Um... I think more people bought Bastila Sean than they did Nest. Um, the good news, those are the two I knew would probably top out this poll. But uh, because both of them can either be used at 
seven star if you buy them, but they can also both be used at low star and still be viable in the arena, right? Doesn't really yeah. matter. I like my alt account, my leader is a three star gear 11 Zated Bastila. Like three stars, still works fine. Still stay in the top 50 on my alt account. Works out great. Um, Nest can be used at low stars because of the ability to regain protection whenever she's hit. Uh, so it works out well. So those are the two I thought would dominate this and they ended up being the top. But so as far as it goes, Basil Sean had 54.7% with 52 of the vote, 52 of the 95. And then Nest was second with 33.7% and 32 out of the 95. So 84 out of 95 went to these two characters. Not surprising yeah. to me. Um, nope. Both really good characters. I personally, the only time I've ever bought a character to seven stars was Nest, and I do not regret that decision at all. She has been amazing for me in arena. In this surgence to the top of my arena shard, she has definitely been a big player in that, and so mm -hmm. it worked out well. That's who I voted for. Um you had Bastila in for a while there, so I'm willing to bet that she was probably your vote. I don't know that you used Nest at all, did you? Uh, I, I have a little bit, but I mean, if we're talking about the best character, period, just the best character, I, I definitely think it's Nest. However, if I were to vote in this poll, I didn't get a chance to, but I would have voted for Bastila Sean. Bastila Sean? I don't know. I always get corrected <laughs> on that. <laughs> Either I would have voted for one of those two, um, just because, I mean, she really brought Jedi back. She's so much fun to use. And for me, it has been the um, best character at putting a smile on my face. She is super fun. Like, I have Nest on my main account. I use Bastila on my alt account. Like, I could have gone either way on that. But uh, I just... Like, when T3 was introduced... My immediate thought was, ooh, this could be a new Nest because Nest has just been so fun for me with the uh, the intro getting rid of uh, defensive buffs on the other team, mm -hmm. taking turn meter first off. I mean, it's just really cool character. But anyways, yep. the others receiving votes. Imbo got 5.3% of the vote with five. I don't know if that was more of a... A time thing because he just came out and people decided that but uh i do i can see why he looks like a really awesome attacker for the bounty hunters and we'll go into all that about him in this episode later on because this is the week he came out and we gotta we, we're gonna talk about him but imbo got five votes uh range trooper got three votes at 3.2 percent that one also makes sense to me because all of those dark side uh players or uh, Imperial Trooper team players. Range Trooper finally added a new trooper to that team, and he does a lot with his his um, assists and everything else. He's a really cool one. I'm really hoping he's not a hard-node farm, because, um, man, I really do want him for my trooper team. But I can totally see why people picked him. And the other ones, you got one vote for each of the three of these. One for Kira. Kira's a cool character. I can see that. Zalbar and L337. So if we're going by one vote, I could see almost all of these guys getting one vote. Uh, I don't think there's a bad one in the bunch, 
But the other ones that didn't get a vote was Young Han, Vandor Chewbacca, Young Lando, Jolie Bindo, which is crazy to me because Jolie Bindo has a really cool kit as a healer. I just don't think anyone's using him now just because if you bought a character in that time frame, it was probably Bastila and not Jolie. And people aren't really probably using Jolie right now, but he has a really cool kit to get no votes. So I could see him later on down the road, his popularity being boosted up, but he got no votes. T3M4, I love that guy. I've talked about him already, but he didn't get any votes. And then Mission Vow. So I don't probably see, I see Mission and Zalbar kind of like uh, Beirut or Wigs, where you're probably going to want to use those two together all the time. So yeah, one vote for Zalbar and one, if I think if I gave more than one option, you could pick on this, that we'd have probably seen one on both of them. But that's not the way the poll worked, so. Yeah. Zalbar is the only other character that can do armor shred, so I, it kind of makes sense that someone was excited about that, so there's that. Uh, next question. Oh, go ahead, man. No, I was saying, that's that's a pretty good reason. The uh, Yeah, the armor shred armor there. Shred. Yep, carry on. So... Next question kind of goes back to the I don't want Shore Trooper on a hard node thing. The only reason I say that is because my default state is assuming that all characters go to hard nodes and then being pleasantly surprised when they don't. So the next question was, if a new character you listed as best is not free-to-play farmable yet, is your default belief that they will drop on a hard node when they become free-to-play? Yep. Is that your belief? Because it's my belief. Absolutely. I yeah. think anyone good will always... What else would they do? Is always, or not even anyone good, because we've seen people like Rose, who is prime, primed. No one really uses her. She's not a sought-after character. She's still dropped on a hard node, right? Like, they do put yeah. characters in hard nodes, albeit lower-energy hard nodes, that people aren't really clamoring for. So those are prime examples of things that could have dropped in shipments, for example, or easier places to farm than hard nodes where we already have so many characters. So the def the question was, is your belief default that things are just going to go to hard nodes? And 85 out of 95 said yes. So 89.5% and the other 10.5% said no. Kind of... Surprised that the 10% said that, but I mean, I guess maybe some people are more optimistic than others. You know what I mean? But I Optimism's th the only reason. Yeah, I say the, it's just, as far as the overall temperature I've seen from people that play this game is a new character comes out like Imbo this week, and if people say, okay, well, he's good, he's going to go to a hard node, and I won't see him for eight months. You know what I mean? Yep. So, which is not a hard, which is not a hard thing to believe either, right? Because some of these hard notes take forever. I still don't have Darth Sion at uh, seven star. I think I'm at sixty-seven out of hundred now. There's two places to farm him. Get him done. What's wrong with you? I am farming both of them all day, every day. So, still sixty-seven out of one hundred. But that's what I mean. Like he's been out on a hard note. How long? along with the time when he was a marquee. So it's, it takes a while. Yep. And if you keep keep adding them in there, it's just... These characters take forever to get, you know? 
So the next question I had after that, are you for or against CG retracting their earlier statement and putting characters in Galactic War Cantina Arena store? Uh, it's, there were 13 people or 13.7% of people saying they were against it and 86.3 were four or 82 out of the 95. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, who in their right mind would be against that? And the only people I can think of that could be would be against that would be people that were told that those sh shard shops were now shard shop only. So everything you bought in there would become shard shop currency and spent all of their currency and now have none left. So now if something drops there, they'll feel behind compared to people that just haven't spent that yet. That's the only reason I can think of because... Hmm. If they were to, this is one of those things that if they said that and went back on it, totally fine with it. I'm not going to be hurt about it. Even if I didn't have those currencies anymore, I would still be happy about it because I, this is going to sound weird and I don't know if you agree with me, but part of the fun for me in a collection game is collecting. And back when all the shards, all the shops had things I needed. There were still hard nose. There was still cantina. When I was going through each shop, buying the shards I needed, and just buying from everything to collect characters, that was more fun to me than okay. The only characters I have left to farm are hard nodes. I don't need anything from any of these stores, so I just get shard shop out of them, or I just get prestige for my capital ship, or I just get very small amounts of ship currency for cantina. Uh, currency, you know what I mean? So, so I would totally be I, fine with them going back on this. Yeah, and there's one interesting thing I want to point out about these three different stores. Cantina is the only one where you can actually spend to get more currency on. Galactic War and Arena are very fixed. And I, I think there's a I think that's the reason why they're not adding more in there. They like how long it takes for newer newer players to get in there and farm all those. Um, it's pretty easy to regulate and control to some degree. And I think they like where that's at. And, you know, adding new characters just extends that. And Canteen is already kind of a hard farm. Like, those do take a while to get. And if you're not getting a decent amount of crystals at a 100 crystal refresh, it's going to take a really long time to get those done. So I kind of think for those newer and mid-level newer players I think that's the reason they want them to get all those characters and that's the reason they're not going to add any more to the store and I think that makes sense um, I am kind of surprised that we haven't seen someone added to the fleet store yet though yeah there's even if it's not those other stores I can see people we got young Han Solo was added to guild shop on his own node even so he's there every refresh which is nice other places i could see him uh guild event store they have uh, characters that aren't wampa and hermit yoda in there if people didn't know so they could add characters in there uh the fleet currency store those are at least three currency stores where they could still add people so even if they went to those places i'd still be happy with that i don't mind right now spending guild event currency in those places until we see a 
new map for territory battles and a new character coming with that map, I don't see a need to save that currency right now. I haven't been, not like I did for Wampa and then for Hermit Yoda, but uh, yeah. if I, if I, if the fortune, if the crystal ball tells me that later on I'm going to start saving those things, then I will. Um, but I don't see those changes coming yet, so I haven't started saving. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, makes sense. Yeah. All right, what's the next question? So the next question was, have you enjoyed the current rate of marquee events? Why don't you uh, hit us with the answers there? So we had 41 people say no, uh, which was 43%. And then 40%, uh, a.k.a. 38 people said somewhat. And then uh, 16% said yes, they are enjoying the current rate of marquee events. So... um, you know, it's what, 84% were either only somewhat or not enjoying the Ray of Marquee events. Uh, you know, I talk to a lot of people, and it seems like they're starting to get a little bit burned out on the Marquee events, which is totally understandable. Um, I, I think it is a pretty good deliv- delivery mechanism for new characters, but I think at some point it starts to feel like we're getting all these new characters, but not really getting anything to do with them. And I think that's probably, I think that probably factors into a lot of the frustration with the marquee events. Yeah, I, I, well, a we've talked about this a lot on this podcast that we feel like a legend there should be a new legendary coming soon. I mean, we haven't had a new one this entire year. Legendary. We also haven't had a hero's journey or villain's journey announced any of that stuff. So there's got to be something coming, and I think that. A legendary or a villain hero journey coming soon would help to ease the fatigue on Marquis a little bit. But only, let me put a big but there, only if it's not such a huge panic farm that it it, it seems almost impossible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's say a legendary... Let's use the example we always use. Django is coming out. Let's say Django comes out and it requires clones. Well, now, now it's not a massive panic farm. Clones haven't really been a focus for newer players. Um, so unless you farm the clones for Heroic AT and gear them up, then you might not be ready for that event. So it might, you know, still cause panic for some people, right? So I would like a legendary like that. If it's a legendary that involves these marquee characters, it might be a little harder for me to, a harder pill for me to swallow. swallow. You know what for I mean? Sure. So, uh, but I do think that adding a character that we can all get based on characters that are already out there or are about to be released, free to play, would be a nice way to ease some of that fatigue, I guess. And um, those legendary events are really great, kind of like, you know, what you're saying i mean you can get a character at five stars they're still not you know top tier raid viable but you're still getting a character unlocked that you can use in other aspects of the game which i think people generally like um but it gives you something to actually start working towards which i feel like uh for a lot of in-game players it's the lack of direction that is part of the issue yeah i get it's it's definitely interesting. I it's 
I don't know. It's it's tough. There are a lot of characters in Marquis right now. Where well, I mean, the the fun part is that we we know they're going to be free to play within like weeks of each other going forward right now. So like Kira yes. just became farmable. Nest should be next. Then Range Trooper, if not at the same time. You know, you know that things are coming free to play. The part that still burns me is that my default thought is they're going to be on hard nodes and I'm not going to go for them immediately because I already have my hard nodes I'm farming until I finish them, you know. So it's just people don't like the idea of waiting eight months to get a character to seven star. I mean, and then I can totally understand that. Um, let's go into some of the next question, and we'll kind of talk on the points that people had on their answer to this question. So the question, the last question I had was a short paragraph. You can write whatever you wanted about this question. So people gave their answers. I wrote down a few of them. 95 people filled out the uh, the the uh, podcast poll. Appreciate all of you. I wasn't able to write all 95 of your answers into the show notes even though you all, all of you had some pretty good points. Um, I tried to put in ones here that covered most everyone's thoughts, so we'll go over those real quick. But uh, what do you think CG could do better with the release of characters, or how do you think the current cadence of marquee events could be improved? So these are some of the answers that I wrote down, and we'll talk about what, uh, what people said. First one, they could make a few go straight to shipments like they have done with Rogue One in the past. Not all will be great, and it keeps everyone interested if they aren't all pay-to-play initially. Perhaps there have been too many recently, as I didn't think Marquee was a problem until now. So I guess my poll made this guy think about the fact that there were so many Marquees, and if some people didn't see it as a problem, I'm not trying to say it's a problem. I'm just trying to convey what some people think right now, right? Um, yeah. I don't know that we'll ever see another character like Bodhi Rook. I think he was the, he was the last one that was just, here's a character, he's in Galactic War shipments, enjoy. That, like, literally, that's how he was introduced. He suddenly was in the game, and suddenly yeah. he was in Galactic War shipments. Like, that's a good point. So random, but it was so cool at the time because new thing to farm... Uh, you don't have to wait for well, them. You don't have to pay for them. Um, I think part of that's related to the fact that we have light side territory battle and you need a Rogue One team for it. But he came out, what? Four months before territory battles were even announced? Yeah, you don't think they were working on it then? No, no, I think that they... Yeah, I, I mean, I see your point, and but I also see how... No one else would have seen that coming, you know? That's fair. So, All right, I, what was the... What's up? Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I, I was going to ask about the next <laughs> comment. Go ahead. All right, I'll move on to the next one. I will say, I don't think I will see any new characters go into shipments like that again, but it would be nice to have a few drop that way. I just don't think we'll ever see anything that doesn't go to marquee first. But... Like we asked with the question of going into Arena, Galactic War, Cantina, if they, after their time was up and they went into one of those spots, I would be totally fine with that. 
because it's an easy farm. Maybe they're not the best of the characters that came out in the same time around the mar those marquees, uh, but it would make them easier to farm and easier to get to seven star quicker to play with. Like, okay, I know I'm, I'm dwelling on this this answer longer than we should, but I really, really want to try Rose in a resistance team in parts of the heroic Sith, but I don't want a farmer. You know what I mean? You have a test account. No, well, okay. I can do it there. I'm just saying, for anyone else, if they were in thinking the same way as me, they wouldn't have that option. And so no one tests her at all because no one's farming her, you know what I mean? But if she were in cantina shipments, for example, more people might go after her to try her out and get something out of her, you know what I mean? So anyways, I'll move on. Four star release characters minimum and sell the fifth star, not just health mods as resorts. Two things there. Someone thinks that it would be better if they released as four stars and you paid for the fifth star with the $10 pack. And then I could see that, but it, it would, the only thing that really does. So that's goodwill towards the players, but it takes away a lot of revenue from CG, which is why I don't see it happening, right? Yeah, I, I don't know that even doing that would make that big of a difference. I just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I totally agree because there's really not, I don't see that huge of a difference between stars on some characters, you know what I mean? Like, just adding a star to a character without adding any gear to that character sometimes doesn't really do that much for you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, the second part to that was not just health mods as rewards. I could totally get on board with not always getting health mods from marquee events, but as, as the mod cha change comes, I will say that getting health mods is not going to be so bad considering the changes to health mods with the upcoming mod, uh, update. So I won't be mad if they keep it health because they're going to continue to get better. So... Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. My phone just uh, the, uh, uh The next thing was variety of release methods. I like that IPD and Rolo are TV-specific farms. A Territory war, war 1 would be nice as well. Releasing tunes straight to a store would be great, but probably not profitable, prob profitable enough. We're way overdue for a legendary... Um, I totally agree on the legendary point, and I agree it'd be nice to maybe see a character from Territory War. Uh, you know, they could figure out something to incentivize a little us a little bit on that one and maybe make people care about their GP a bit more. Who knows? Um, next comment was, in some regards, I think it's... Uh, I think it is too fast as people cannot catch up with all the hard note farms. How many people are still farming Night Sisters or Scion from his drop and are not able to move on to other nodes yet? Particularly the free-to-play crowd who are swamped with all the characters to get with some of them being must-haves like uh, Bessel, Sean, and Ness. If we we're going to stick with just nodes and then perhaps change the light side and dark side tables to be like Cantina with no daily limit 
or adjust drop rates on character shards to be better than 50% so that people can get shards more quickly and then move on to another character and keep pace. I definitely don't see that coming because, I mean, that's part of the... Uh, part of how they incentivize you to, you know, spend crystals and do refreshes. Um, now, I could see them and would love to see them change the hard note attempts back to eight, or even if they moved it up to seven, it would make a really big difference. Um, we, we've, know, all, we've already seen the difference so. that can make, man. That's like, when they dropped back down to five, it was a sad day. It's just, mm -hmm. if you did the eight and then you refresh that eight, you got 16, right? Just yep. the amount of extra you got from that rather than refreshing now was incentivized using those 50 crystals which went straight to cg obviously more so than right now for me um I if they went back to the eight then i would be totally on board with that because by now i would have scion done i would have zombie done though and and to this question i'm still farming zombie i don't even have her to six star yet and I'm still farming Scion. Granted, I started Zombie later than almost everyone else, but it, you, the point is I'm still on those two, along with all these other ones that have already dropped, you know what I mean? So yeah, I don't see it ever becoming like Cantina, or they would have just put those characters in the Cantina, but I think bumping it back up to eight is a great spot to start, for sure, because that, I think people were, didn't... They didn't mind hard node farms as much when they were eight as they do now when they're five. I know yeah. I didn't. They felt better because when you simmed eight in a straight and you got four, you felt a lot better than simming the five and getting one or even none. At least it's, it felt like at least with eight, you always got at least one or two. You, I don't remember yeah. ever getting zeros. And the zeros are de pretty demoralizing, so. Indeed. The next one was uh, reduce the time between introductions, shipments, and farm. Shrink it by a week or two, and I think that would help a lot. Also, increase hard nodes back to eight. We already talked about the hard note thing, so I, we can talk about the uh, introduction, shipments, farm. I think they, sh from introduction to shipment to farm, if they reduce that, would be fine. It would be cool. Um... Because right now, if the character goes to hard node, it seems like the you already got two months of exclusivity if you paid for the character from that, but then you get another two to three months from the hard node farm of exclusivity. So if you were buy a character, you're getting... If they go to a hard node, you're getting, what, five months of having that character seven star before anyone else? Yeah. That's fine. People deserve that exclusivity i just think it should that window should be shortened by a good chunk um yeah so there's that give you 10 million credits with each one to keep up with upgrading modding that is for sure uh i talked about on my alt moving uh every character to level 85 and how every one of them was a marquee character from the last three months I had 150 credit, million credits, which is why I did this. That 150 million went quickly down to 100 million because of just leveling up the characters. So adding that many characters without adding a lot of credits really puts you in a hole as well. Yep. Um, 
either reduce the reliance on hard nords or speed up the release cadence. We kind of talked about that. Uh, mix in some legendary events. We've already talked about how we believe that that needs to happen. If we get much more free energy to farm the characters, it's okay. That is another thing with hard node farms. You you have to pay to refresh them, but you also need the energy to spend on it, right? So you're either you're usually spending money on the refresh and on the energy to use the refresh, right? Unless you already had it when you buy the refresh. And if you're farming a lot of hard nodes like you are, then you are running out of energy really quick. So if they upped energy refresh by half or something, and that's that's a super. I doubt they'll ever change it from six minutes to get a one energy down to three. But if somehow they made it so the energy recharged quicker or you got more with your bonus, that might help with the uh, hard node farms. But uh, I agree. More energy would definitely make it a little better. I think they're more likely to just start putting more characters in the fleet nodes, which kind of does the same thing. I agree. There's a lot more space they have Scion in a in a ship in a ship energy node on the ship uh board so it'd be in, it'd be make sense for them to add more characters in there yep what's the last one we got uh for simpler characters slash non-meta shorten the cadence more events like the mother thousand wicked for characters with hard node farms i bet cg would like to see more crystal spin on refreshes for uh, 10 crystals through an event. Um, yeah. I, I don't mean, know that it would be 10 crystals. Uh, how much is Mother Talzin and Wicket's refresh? 7780, I think. Yeah, so uh, it, it, they'd still see more crystals for refreshes if, if they had... Let's say they had an event for Nest randomly. I don't know why they would... They probably wouldn't build a whole event around Nest already. They'd had the marquee. But if they did do this for certain characters, um, they would definitely see more refreshes and more crystals being spent to get those characters a little faster, the ones that are only on hard nodes. So I like this idea. I thought that was a good uh, suggestion. I really like seeing, you know, more events and stuff. But All right, uh, let's go on to the next thing. Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. All right, so there was an update this week in which we got a new marquee event character. Uh, iOS got one also uh, because Android already had it. But the new marquee event and the character that was announced this week is Embo. Uh, the Heck yeah, man. god of thunder and lightning. So... That was really cool. Glad to see him in that sweet hat. Um, the god of thunder and lightning? What was... Where'd that go? from? You don't get the reference? I don't. Okay, let me give you some reference as to why I'm confused right now. First you tell me the reference, and then I'll tell you why I was confused. Okay. Uh, the reference is Mortal Kombat. Uh, he has the uh, hat, okay. kind of like Raiden has. So. Okay. Who's the God Thunder Lightning? The only reason it threw me off, and people watching the live stream might have seen me looking around confused, is because thunder just clapped outside of my window here, and like loud. And uh, I was looking around, and then you called Imbo the Lord of (laughs) Lightning and Thunder, and I'm like, 
Did you hear it? Was it that loud? All right. So anyways, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So uh, we got him, and then the T3 event came to iOS, so... Uh, we finally got that. Hopefully you remembered to actually do it, those of you that hadn't already done it. Uh, the Knights of Stragolite changes are now live. She now has the 90% chance to get stealth on basic, and she only attacks once. As we discussed last week, that has a lot of benefits. Also has a few cons. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Shard Shop Shuffle. So this is the thing that I was most excited about by a long shot, and that is Bessla Sean and Jolie Bindo now moving to Chromiums and Shipments. I am obviously going to be buying uh, Bessla Sean shards from Shipments because I really need to get her to seven stars because she's awesome, and I love my Jedi teams. Jolie, I'm kind of on the fence on. He's a, he's a lot better character that I gave him credit for in the beginning, so... Um, I don't know. I just don't have enough crystals to get both of them. Decisions. Uh, Kira is now on Cantina 3B. Uh, that's 10 energy node. And I, I, I'm i not going to mess with Gar or ISP anymore. and Or ISC anymore. And I am farming Kira. Uh, it's pretty easy farm. She's a pretty good character. I actually like her a lot. Uh, she was a lot of fun in, you know, what testing I did. And, um, yeah, I think she's going to be really fun to get geared up. I'm kind of excited that, you know, outside of Ness, the, my, the two characters I think are best from the Han Solo, uh, you know, the whole Han Solo movie is Kira and young Han Solo. And those are the two easiest farms. So I am really thankful they did that. But it also does make me curious about the possibility of maybe a legendary event coming because there are so many different places to farm these type of characters. We'll see where Ness goes. That could change things. But, um, yeah, that is something I am very excited about. All right. Um, so I'm before you back. move on from this, I'm back. And I was glad I'm black. Glad I'm back. Before you moved on, I wanted to throw out, if I had a tinfoil hat, you used to have one. If you still have it near you, put it on. But this is just me thinking, and uh, I don't know where it would lead or who it would be, but let's think about this, right? So we've seen young Han go into guild shipments. You're looking for that hat. <laughs> I, I put you on the spot, but... We're thinking about these characters, right? So Vandor Chewbacca went to a relatively cheap hard node. Um, Young Han Solo went to Guild Shipments. Not a hard, not a hard farm. He's got his own spot. He refreshes every time that the Guild Shipment refreshes. And then you have Kira now dropping into a Cantina spot. I want to draw some parallels. Um, We'll talk about what it could mean and whether that's just a really terrible thought in its own. But Phoenix characters. The Phoenix characters dropped all at the same time in different spots only because of when they dropped and the amount of time between their marquee characters. But there were six Phoenix characters. So one dropping on a hard node, a cheap hard node, Sabine, uh, really, you could think of him, her, her like Chewbacca, right? Then you have Kira and young Han Solo kind of going to a cheaper cantina farm and a D 
dedicated node in guild shipments. So, so far, I'm really interested to see where Nest goes because if Nest goes to a hard node, then it'll kind of debunk this whole thing. But if she goes to a relatively easy place to farm, I'll be really interested to see where young Lando and L3 go because I could see them leading to something, some kind of legendary coming up, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I could too. I mean, like you said, it's very similar to what they did with the Phoenix crew. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I don't know who it would be, though. I, I mean, I don't know if it'd be Beckett or... Um, man, I, I really don't know. Uh, oh, who's uh, who, who's the other bad guy? Uh, Maul. I'm just... No. <laughs> uh, oh! Oh! I don't know. Uh, anyway, so uh, the other thing... Was that all you wanted to say about legendary events and such? Yeah, I just think it's funny to draw parallels between... <laughs> to draw parallels between the Phoenix and these characters because... Yep. We've already seen two go to relatively easier spots to farm. Uh, I thought Vandor Chewbacca kind of threw me off that he went to a hard node, but then I really think about... The same thing kind of happened with Phoenix, so everyone just kind of skipped Sabine. Sabine also went to Guild Store, which was mentioned in chat. Uh, that is true. She didn't have her own dedicated spots. She was kind of harder to get throughout that uh, that farm, so people kind of... I think people kind of skipped over her. I'm not completely... I can't completely say that, but I think she was the one most most people skipped. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's very interesting to watch where these people drop and try to think about that possibility of what could happen going forward. But yeah, I don't know beyond Beckett who does Beckett deserve a legendary. I don't know. I don't know who else from that movie would deserve a legendary that's not in the game, but it's just an interesting idea. And I thought I'd throw that out there. So, yep, definitely agree. All right, let's talk about these new uh, Gear 12 Plus bundles. Uh, bundle for limited time only. Pick up ultra-powerful pieces of gear previously only available in the Heroics of Thread. The bundle includes a Mark 12 Armalite HoloLens credits, XP training droids, crystals, Omega ability mats, and then you have the Mega Bundle. The Mega Bundle is like the bundle, just it's more mega. And this thing comes with a Mark 12 Armatech data pad, a keypad, and a thermal detonator, credits, XP, training droids, crystals, and Omega ability materials. So uh, these are two new ways to get Gear 12 pieces. And this is, I think they go live next week, if I remember correctly. And I'll be curious to see, you know, what the price is and how many people are interested in buying them for sure because... I mean, it's almost like a whole gear level. The amount of gear that it adds, it adds the six speed. They add significant amount of health and all sorts of great stuff. So, um, yeah, this is actually pretty, pretty stinking interesting to see them doing this. I can't wait for some of this gear to actually hit some of the shops. Uh, I kind of think doing the bundles like this is probably getting us a step towards that at some point in the future. I think, what do you think? I think you're onto something. I think that at some point you have to throw a uh, a bone to those that aren't completing Heroic Sith Raid. Um, 
I know the idea with the Gear 12 Plus was to incentivize being in a guild that's beating the rogue Sith, but yes. I don't think that I also don't think that it's fair to punish players that don't join high-end in-game guilds that are in a guild filled with people they know in real life or this, you know, things like that. So maybe giving them a chance to buy them if they're not beating the Heroic Sith makes sense. It's only, it's not, I don't know. I, it, it's a slippery soap because those people that are beating the Heroic Sith and getting it before everyone else probably want to keep that from happening because they have the advantage. But it makes sense to me that if CG wanted to make money in their company, so they probably do, being able to sell those pieces in shipments to those players in a guild with their friends and family or whatever also makes sense to me. So I think this might be a gateway towards starting to sell them in shipments. If that... Yeah, certainly possible. I definitely hope that's the case, but... We shall see. Yeah, for sure. So that that's one bundle. There's the second bundle that's a mega bundle that has three pieces in it. So if I went if I had to venture a guess, I would venture a guess that this the, the one piece bundle's like twenty bucks and then probably sixty for the three piece one. That's my guess. I've no idea. These things don't come out till next week, I don't think. So we'll see My what the prices is, end up being. I think the prices will be a little bit north of that because that seems to be a price that they've charged on regular Gear 12 pieces. And these are Gear 12 Plus. Yeah. I get, maybe they'll lower the Gear 12, <laughs> Gear 12 prices. Uh, maybe. maybe. I don't um, know. We'll see. Uh, they will be available August 16th. The maximum number of purchases is one. So I, that's kind of interesting that they ma- they have a maximum purchase, so you're not gonna just just gonna be able to wail out and stock up. Uh, it's gonna be kind of a one-off type thing, and the minimum level requirements is level 85. So get up there if you're not there already. You ready to you ready to talk about uh, Hatman? I am so ready to talk about Hatman. In fact, I have all the I have all the gifts of him from the uh, from his player kit reveal Pro, player profile ready to show on the stream. Perfect. So we'll have the sweet animations showing while we talk about him. Awesome. Well, I'm gonna play this and then we'll talk about it. Do hey it. boys, do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to give you some big tips on how to use Imbo. This is going to be a lot of fun. So I want to say first off, thanks to everyone that showed up on Wednesday morning at the uh, reveal time. I did a live stream for Imbo and it was a lot of fun. It did not go very well. Uh, he is... So straight off the bat, he does not feel like a arena viable character or team. But if you have a Gear 12 Bounty Hunter team 
with good mods, you might be able to find more success than I did on stream, but we had some fun trying it out. Um, we already know I did not have a great run in the Heroic Sith in Phase 1, but if you watched a lot of the other Game Changer videos, you will see that my situation was not the norm. He does very well in there. Um, if I, I'm going to have to go back and watch them and try it a little bit more to see what they were doing that I wasn't to show how they were getting those big numbers in Phase 1 with Imbo. But he is a really good Heroic Sith character. Um, I don't think he makes them Arena Viable unless you were making them Arena Viable before. But this dude is super cool, really good for territory battles, gonna make it really easy to beat your special missions, gives you another team that's probably gonna go four for four every time. This guy's kit is super fun, so why don't we get and into it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, he kind of follows that same bounty hunter path in which he's he's not really that great on PV or, uh, you know, PVP on defense, especially when the AI is operating, but he is pretty, pretty dang awesome. And he is described as a deadly bounty hunter attacker that consumes his protection to boost his damage. That sounds awesome. Uh, so let's talk about this first ability dismantling shot, uh, dismantling shock final text is dispel all buffs and deal physical damage target enemy, uh, in which he pulls out this big, huge, bowcaster looking thing and blasted Gerald Kenobi in the video we're watching. Uh, this thing does pretty awesome damage. It's it's straightforward. It's simple. It does damage. Not much else you need to know. Um, this one is... Uh, this used to be one of my favorite abilities to do on Mortal Kombat, you know, where Raiden throws his hat and stuff. Um, it's kind of that same sort of thing. I am not even going to try to pronounce the... Actually, I am going to. Uh, hey, please War do. Helmet. That's, that's, that's a lot of fun. I think that was pretty good. Kaiuza War Helmet. Uh, Sounds about that's right. That's his first special. As a three-turn cooldown, the final text is deal physical damage target enemy. This attack deals bonus damage equal 35% of Imbo's max protection. Then Imbo loses 50% protection. So uh, his max protection actually... Uh, gives bonus damage. So he's another one of those characters that, you know, kind of benefits from having that larger protection pool. Um, it's, yeah, so... it's He's what? got a very interesting dynamic right here because in my playtesting, we'll, we'll find out as we go through his uniques, he gets a second special. Yes, but unless... If you don't get his... If you don't get his payout, you don't get that second special. So this special uses, he loses 50% protection every time he uses it. So if you use it twice, he's got no more protection. Um, it's, it's, and if you're stacking protection, that means you're not stacking health on him. And usually health is the lower number. So once he loses all that protection, he's super, as, as a, a glass cannon type character with an attack, as an attacker, He's going to be super vulnerable sitting out there with no protection. So if you don't have his payout, you're not going to have a way to rebuild protection. So using this ability will get you a lot. If you don't have a way to get his payout or you don't get his payout quick, he's super vulnerable, probably going to die if you use this a lot. Um, but you want to use it a lot because if you stack that protection on him, this ability can hit for massive numbers. But 
Every time you use it, it loses 50% protection. So you got to have a way to rebuild that protection. If you don't, he's just sitting out there ready to be shot back down in one hit from uh, a lot of different characters. So really good attack. Gives you a lot of bonus damage when you're stacking protection on him, but loses protection. Um, for really sure, good ability. but he, he does kind of make up for that. So um, statistically, he has uh, basically 27,800 health and 33,000 protection. And he has a health steal of 15%. So that 15% health steal is actually really good when he does as much damage as he does that can heal back a significant portion of health and he's you know got quite a bit of health already so um yeah i would like I, to I throw think, out sorry go ahead finish that I, I thought think before he's i gonna have a huge thing. issue staying alive something i wanted to mention about the basic attack that you kind of kind of went over really quick with is he dispels all buffs with his basic. So he's basically got the same basic. At, basically, he's got the same basic. Wow. But he's got mm. the same basic as a Darth Nihilus. He's going to dispel yeah, every buff every point. time he shoots off his basic. And and something I said on the live stream on Wednesday is, is for the longest time, the thing I loved about the, the NPC, Imbo, that I wanted... The reason I wanted Imbo as a playable character was because he had days on basic as an NPC, right? And that was what I wanted. More characters with days on basic. We always talked about the Hall of Fame question I missed a couple of weeks ago where <laughs> days on basic was my thing. He doesn't have it, and that was kind of disappointing to me, but the fact... But I will say this. Dispelling all buffs with your basic, I'd say is a pretty good trade-off. So, yeah, fact, for sure. It's, it, it's a pretty basic basic, but it does dispel everything, so that's pretty sweet something that's really useful i don't know what team comps people might be using but if you're using imbo with um you know what not necessarily whatever team you're using him with if you're going up against a darth nihilus that's faster than you and you know it's like a Treya team with sith trooper and stuff and hey increases the cooldown well it's not really that big of a deal because he's still going to be able to get rid of the buffs off of sith trooper oh so, yeah that's actually kind of interesting, you know, that you have someone else that can do that along with Darth Nihilus, and, you know, he's not, like, really being that that punished by it, you know. Um, so he still does pretty cool damage, but you're going to be using him with a bounty hunter lead, so um, I guess that don't really affect who you're battling against. <laughs> anyway, uh, so he has a couple, well, c kind of a couple uniques. Uh, so his first unique is Way of the Cayuso. Uh, his final text with Zeta is Imbo can't be critically hit. That's the Zeta part. The rest of this is the ability without the Zeta. Imbo also has plus 30% offense when he has protection and plus 30% crit chance when he has no protection. When Imbo, when Imbo receives damage from an attack, if he has no protection, he gains foresight for two turns. So that's something else that will help him help keep him alive since he kind of sucks down his own protection it's you know he'll get foresight so that that's quite quite nice so not something i did not mention when we talked about his ability that took his protection was the fact that he still has ways to keep himself alive even as a glass cannon if you have that zeta on him he's not going to be critically hit so there's that 
that's always nice. Yep. Then on top of that, if he has no protection and he gets attacked, he's going to gain foresight. So now you're losing an attack against him to try to whittle down what what health he has left. So he has a way to try to keep himself alive to to gain back protection or just to stay alive and continue to deal out his big damage. So he he's definitely built in a way as a glass canyon to still keep himself alive. So I I I this is a I think that's a Zeta if you see your okay, that's a Zeta that I would say don't use immediately. But if you see your Imbo dying a lot quickly, then it might be one to think about investing in. Yeah, it could be useful. He's a character that you're using often. Uh, you know, Zeta's like that. I would like to see on a lot more characters. That'd be kind of interesting. Uh, you know, because that's it's not overpowering, but it can make a big difference if you're actually using the character. Uh, let's move on to his leader ability, the Quiet Assassin. The final text with Zeta reads, All bounty hunters gain plus 50% counter chance and plus 50% health steal. When a bounty hunter ally scores a critical hit during their turn, they gain offense up for one turn. When Imbo is in the leader's slot and not the ally slot, the following contract is active. Damage an enemy without buffs 15 times. Only bounty hunters can contribute to the contract, and the reward is all bounty hunters gain plus 50% offense. When a bounty hunter ally uses a basic ability, they deal bonus damage equal 7% of the target's max protection. All bounty hunter allies have their payouts activated. So that is a really cool leader ability. It's very interesting. That's a lot of counter chance, a lot of health steal. Uh, you know, that bumps him to 65% health steal. And he can do some huge damage on his, on his abilities, which is going to be giving him back a ton of health. There's not going to be very often in which he's low on health, you know, uh, or at least there shouldn't be. Yeah, it's, I don't know what the Zeta on this one is, but uh, as far as the health steal goes, that bumps us up a lot. And it's very similar to Nest in that way, where if he's countering, he's healing himself all the way back up. So as you're hitting him, if you're not killing him in one shot, he's probably pulling himself back up to 100% health. Yep. So, uh, Bounty Hunters all have individual payouts. I like this one. This one's so pretty it, sweet. It yes. Is. Go ahead and say it, and then I'll say what I was okay. going to say. Embo's payout. Final text. Whenever Embo receives rewards from a contract, he also gains the following payout. Uh, Embo takes a bonus turn after scoring a critical hit. Embo can't take consecutive bonus turns. Embo gains a new special ability called Elusive Strikes. Elusive Strikes, four-turn cooldown, deal physical damage, and recover protection equal to the damage dealt. This attack ignores protection. So what were you going to say? Uh, goldfish memory again. Unbelievable. Yeah, so th this is really, really awesome. So there's a lot of crit stuff going on. The, uh, what was it? The leader ability that get, uh, no, it's, oh, he gives himself 30%, uh, 
crit chance whenever he has no protection, I believe. And the the ability to immediately get um you know take another turn is basically like a one one turn reduction on your cooldowns which basically puts his other special at a two turn cooldown if right. as long as he's, he's getting a crit and I, I mean that is that's pretty awesome and this ability does some serious damage so i was using him I was using him under a Boba lead, I think, just kind of messing around in phase two, I believe it was. And, I mean, he was hitting for 60, 80,000 on his specials. I mean, he does some pretty awesome damage, but it's not just that he does awesome damage. He gets to go twice in a row. Um, so you could unload both, both of his specials back to back and dish out, you know, 100 and what 120 130,000 damage really quick he is really really fun and that leader ability that gives the uh the counter chance and the health steal is is pretty legit i am a huge fan of it i like it a lot um think of think about this is he, i think this is part of what i forgot so well, let me say this uh Mikamire 16 in uh get, um in the pod or the live chat, Twitch chat. Yep. yeah, I was talking about Sunfock. I was kind of overrated. Well, this, if you have him in the leader sl slot, he pretty much turns into Sunfock. So if he's, if he is yes. uh, countering, whoever he's countering loses their debuffs. So that is a pretty good, um, pretty good thing to have as far as his leader ability goes. But if you're looking at, but let's look at elusive strikes like you uh, you mentioned, right? Second ability takes protection to use. Well, if you can find if you can get the payout, you will get elusive strikes, and it is a way for you to rebuild that protection to then take it away again later. But let him get hit a few times with his protection to be able to use it again. So it's a nice yin and yang there where he can get a protection back. He can use the protection to get his attack, and it, it, it things go back and forth there. Yep. Um, this is the problem so, for his leader ability. At least in arena, he will never beat an, a Joe or Basilashan lead arena team because they are constantly buffed. No one in there you will ever be allowed to hit to earn his payout. This was something we. We learned on the stream yep. quickly because no one was ever available to hit for the payout. <laughs> so he just never got his payout, which meant anytime he used an ability, he could never regain his protection. It just went very badly. His payout is really hard against a lot of teams because a lot of teams end up with people with buffs on them. So it's really tough to do. I think his leader ability to get the payout is really set for raids. Um, I don't even see it really working in territory battles because those guys always end up with buffs too, you know? So I think you it's know, really an raid leader ability as far as payouts I, go. I, I think the best way to probably get the payout if you're using him in arena is probably with a Boba lead, especially against, like you were saying, Bastila Sean, Grandmaster Yoda is going to be the first one to go first, and he is the easiest to kill. And, you know, once you kill that first character, it goes first. They get that 
get their payout. So uh, that might not be a bad way to go. And um, yeah, definitely something to try. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, and something else I kind of want to point out with his unique ability, how he gets the plus 30% offense whenever he has protection. He doesn't have a way to gain back protection until he gets the payout. So until he gets the payout, he's not getting that bonus offense. Instead, he's getting the extra crit chance, uh, you know, which is, which is great, but he doesn't get the immediate bonus turn, you know, from that extra crit chance until he gets the payout. So, um, yeah, kind of, kind of interesting. Yeah, there's a definitely definite noticeable difference between Imbo with his payout and without his payout. Yeah, totally different character. Get that and payout and you will reap all the benefits of this character. If you don't get his payout or the payout of whatever leader he's under or if he's leader, it's a lot, it's a big it's a different story for sure. So, who was it that got the 5.3 million damage in phase one with the Embo lead? Uh, the first one I saw was Lolindor. Is that who it was? Okay, yeah. That yeah. that was a that was pretty impressive. That's some really good damage and was really cool to see. And you know, I mean, it's all bounty hunters gaining the counter chance. I mean, you know, Boba with counter chance is awesome you know embo with counter chance is awesome especially if he's critting and getting to go getting bonus turns yeah my um, business problem was running was darth Nalis taking health so quickly but the way to huge this is this is why i feel like his leader ability was built for the sith raid and that is that health steal on his leader ability so you're stealing that health every time you take a turn to build yourself yep. back up against Darth Nihilus. So I really do think he was built to be a a phase one leader for bounty 100%. hunters. Yep. I agree. It This really does make another super viable team. Uh, seems like that's something they've been focusing on lately is giving us really viable teams for phase one. And, you know, that's a real sticking point for a lot of a lot of guilds so um that is very nice to see you know if you can get enough teams to actually optimize phase one you can then throw a little bit more into phase two and three and uh you know they're they're helping you get there so that's really cool uh imbo does a really good job of that and like i said he is fun as hell to play with um as far as like newer characters that we've got he's one of the most fun characters to play with that we've gotten in a while um I think Bastlashawn and Nest are probably the only two that are up there. I think I probably, you know, I'm a Jedi guy. I like I like her more, but uh, Imbo is a lot of fun, uh, like you said, especially in the raids. So, you know, uh, randomly and kind of maybe biased, but I did the live stream for, or I did a lot of testing for T3. I didn't ever get any of my. I didn't my footage out for everyone, so sorry about that. But I tested T3 a lot, and I also tested Range Trooper a lot. And I will say that those two are also two that were very, very cool to play with. So Yeah, def definitely agree on the Range Trooper. Um, yeah. um, 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 can't um, think. So I'll have to so rethink of that thought here in a second. For sure. I don't know. Well, I don't um, know what the deal is tonight. I cannot remember things. 
Well, it's not it's not tonight. It's it's just your goldfish memory in general. So uh, the next thing is we had a few things to talk about regarding um, uh, just a couple questions that came up, and gonna kind of briefly kind of talk about some uh, you know maybe Gear Twelve stuff, and we actually have an audio question that we're gonna go over here in a second, and uh, just a couple couple listener things that we're gonna answer kind of and uh, talk about. So. Um, why don't we go to, uh, the question that painted land, uh, you know what, actually, no, we're going to do the audio question first because painted <laughs> land, painted land's question kind of correlates to the other thing I was going to talk about. So here we go. Here's the audio question. Hi, this is Luke's dad, the Lord of Jedi Zetas. I have an Ewok team on my back burner, and I'm trying to figure out which one should I Zeta first. Thanks for the input. Have a good one. Is this for think? is this for me? Because I think it's more for you than it is for me. You you're you're Ewok guy at the moment, so so this is a hard one to answer because I Zeta. I had two Zetas to use, and I Zeta two at the same time. Uh, Paplu and Logre are out. Um, it was between Chief Chirpa and Wicked for me. I've Zated both of them. Um, but the two do, the two do totally different things. Um, I think I would probably do Wicket's first. Only because he takes a lot of turns, and if you get him fast enough, this is going to do really well for an Ewok team. But his, his adds... Whenever Wicket scores a critical hit, he all allies recover 4% health and 2% protection. And you know he has a AoE, right, that has a three-turn cooldown. So he can use it pretty often, especially since he gets bonus attacks all the time. So you can use that AoE a lot. You're healing your team a lot, especially with using the AoE. So I would say Wicket's is probably the best for Ewoks overall and then i think chirpa would probably be next because chirpa's is on his leader ability and it adds whenever an ewok ally uses a special ability which they do often because they take a lot of turns 60 percent chance to call another random ewok ally to assist so you're getting all the extra damage from the special specials so i would say probably wicket and then chirpa those are the two most important I don't know if I'm going to do low gray or Paplu. Uh, maybe when I feel like I have some extras. But I think those having Chirpa and Wicket on the team right now is probably good enough. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Good to know because, uh, you know, I'm not an Ewok expert. So good to uh, good to know. Maybe I'll get around to gearing them one day and have to go back and listen to your advice. Maybe someday you can have fun too. I have plenty of fun. <laughs> Maybe someday fun. you'll gear your clones. Fun is my middle name. Um, all right. So there was a, another... Do what? Are you hearing things? I didn't oh. say anything. Oh, it's probably my internet. Uh, so the other <laughs> question that we had, this came from Painted Land today. So Painted Land recently got a Gear 12 Plus piece. And... It was the Mark 12 Armatech keypad. 
This is the piece that gives 2,000 health, 45 agility, 6 speed, 60 armor, 60 resistance. Uh, this is, you know, it's a, it's a fairly balanced piece. It's one of the very few that actually gives an upgrade to, you know, like agility, strength, or was it intelligence? Agility, so, strength, yeah. Uh, a, a lot of the Gear 12 pieces don't do that. This is one of the ones that does, which makes it a little bit more interesting than them. Uh, so there's basically a big list of characters he had, you know, uh, CLS, Emperor Palpatine, Hermit Yoda, Grand Admiral Thrawn, Darth Nihilus, Wampa, BB-8, Han, General Kenobi, Chariot, Sabine. These are the ones that he kind of screenshotted and showed us. And so I just kind of wanted to talk about theory on how you decide who you give these to and that sort of stuff. It's, uh, you know, because if you're getting them, it's a difficult decision to make because they're incredibly rather hard to get. They don't come across very often, but it is really significant. Um, so who, who would you give uh, a Gear 12 piece to in that situation? So the first thing I'm going to say is I, I'm not going to go on a rant like I talked to you about. I know you're laughing, and this is... I still have zero Gear 12 Plus pieces. Still. Crazy. Many, many, many raids after they've been introduced later. Still don't have any. I have enough pieces probably if I had um, Mark V stun guns to do at least one. But I have been okay. using those on other things. So, I mean, I could add a Gear 12 piece. I have enough of the other pieces to make one if I, I wanted gotcha. to. Okay. I just haven't okay, made so it. Okay, that's that's so, not quite as bad as I thought it was then. That might but, be a little more misleading than what I said before the show where I have yes. zero Gear 12 Plus pieces. I just yeah. have... I don't feel uh, inspired to farm those pieces to add them to the Gear 12 pieces. So I know for sure I have one that I could make. I don't know about the others. I didn't look at them yet, but... I, as as a person outside of the top 10 in the Sith raid, they don't drop as much for me. So there's that. We could go on a whole conversation about raid rewards, which we've done before. So totally not needed or I don't need to incite everyone else to tell us about this all week in the podcast chat, but I, I do have thoughts on what to spend them on, and I can I can add to that conversation. So is, I think there are several things I would look at if I had a piece I was going to give, and that would be a. I know that in a lot of cases it'll add a speed to ships, at least one speed. So if it was a ship I'm using in the fleet arena, I might think about using it there, especially for like Thrawn on Chimera if I'm using that. Or, you know, any of those ships. You, you said you put one on Vader. You don't use them in normal arena, but you use them in fleet arena. And that gave you an extra speed, right? Yes, it did. And you know how I figured that out? I went to apps.crouchingrancor.com slash calculators slash ship speed. Uh, crouchingrancor.com has some pretty cool calculators over there, and this is one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, you can pick your ship and you can put 
the gear on the characters and everything and figure out if that gear 12 piece is actually going to add any speed to your ship because there's a lot of instances where it's not it's not going to add speed and it may not be beneficial to actually put it on your characters but my vader was geared up just enough that i put a piece on him and it added one speed um if it didn't add that one speed i would still have that gear 12 piece sitting in my inventory so it i makes think that's total sense point. That use that resource for sure at. Use that resource, great website. See if it does add to your ship if you're using it Fleet Arena. And if it does and you want that extra speed on your opponent, put it there. That's one. Absolutely. Really fast characters like, let's say, Thrawn or Nest. That would be another one that I would think about because just adding as much speed onto those characters as you can to make them faster in arena i think that always helps um thrawn's one nests one uh grandmaster yoda might be one for some i mean just faster characters where if you put more speed on them you might get the advantage over your opponent in the arena that's another one to think about i think um i had another a third one uh so raid arena team or raid teams if you need that extra speed to continue to make them better, get higher scores, that's another one. Those There's uh, one that I would like to point out is the Mark 12 Armatech stun gun. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got one of those on Boba, and the reason I put it on there was because it adds six speed. It adds, you know, the 2,000 health, 100 physical damage, and 100 armor penetration. And that's really good for Boba because... Boba's, I believe it's his payout, actually triples his armor penetration. So that is really a significant upgrade to him. Um, and it dude, it really makes him hit significantly more, you know, in, um, what is it, you know, phase two of the raid. I've found that really beneficial. Uh, Greedo's another character that gets that. I know uh, Elon Mustard from our guild, I believe he put that piece on Greedo. Uh, you know, he got over $5 million the other day using the Greedo mixed team in Phase 3. So, uh, you know, ones like that, kind of paying attention to who does a lot of damage. The other one that really pointed or that really stuck out to me was... I am trying to find exactly which piece it was. Do-do-do. Fusion Furnace. So the Fusion Furnace, uh, the Mark 12 Fusion Furnace, gives 6,500 health, 30 armor, 30 resistance, and 6 speed. Uh, for me, there weren't a whole lot of characters that I was using that would really benefit that much from 6,500 health. I know it sounds crazy because that's so much health, but there was one character that I thought it would be really beneficial for, and that was Hermit Yoda. And the... Uh, you say Hermit Yoda doesn't get attacked. Well, that's true, but he can always use more speed. And two, the more health he has, the larger health pool he has to equalize from. So a character like Barris, I don't know if she uses this piece or not, but Barris, Hermit Yoda, or anyone that equalizes health, the larger health pool Chari- they have, Chariot's another one, yes. Um, the larger health pool they have, the more that, you know, the more health that's going to be given to everyone when they actually equalize. So that is, uh, you know, something else that I strongly look at whenever I'm considering these type of things. 
Um, totally makes sense. You know, even though I don't have a lot of experience with it, I think we're on the same page as far as what you look at. Where are these stats can add yep. the most to your character, especially involved kit-wise, in involving their kit in it, like you said, with uh, Boba Fett and his contract payout. Um, looking at what exactly those stats actually add to the character. Yeah, for sure. Indeed. Well, uh, let's see. Is there anything else you want to talk about with Gear 12 stuff? I don't think so. I think I actually want to talk about how amazing you sound tonight. Aww. So sweet. And why I would do, say that why do I even without so the microphone. Amazing. I would say that even without the amazing microphone you have. <laughs> just just saying. You could probably put me to sleep every night with a sweet lullaby. But beyond that, and <laughs> don't, don't blush too hard. Anyways, whoa, that scared the crap out of me. What? Was it the surround sound? Did I you, really wish like, that I could get... Uh, I really wish I could move the camera to show what just happened right here. My dog jumped on my leg. My dog that is like f massively overweight, never jumps anywhere, Aww. jumped on my leg and scared the crap out of me. Thanks, they Bella. They will do that. Thanks, Bella. I appreciate that. So um, anyways, you sound great. And that is because of that sweet Spark XL microphone you can see on the screen. Ooh. You can hear. Um, if you didn't know, the, po the podcast is sponsored by Blue. They gave us these amazing microphones, amazing headphones. I, If you were to go back to in the 80s of this episode when we got sponsored by Blue, you would see the noticeable difference in the sound quality of this podcast because before then, we were working with a little bit of less equipment once we moved over, figured out how to use this great stuff, it has made the podcast just that much better as we went forward. Um, if you are interested in becoming a, a podcaster or a YouTuber or just even a streamer or even if you just play video games and you need a microphone to talk to your team using Discord or TeamSpeak or any of those other programs that probably still exist from back five years ago when I played WoW. Go to bluedesigns.com. Check out their products. They have really great stuff. If you use the code SOPOD at checkout, you can get up to, or up to, you get 20% off. So they have really great products. If you want something really cool for yourself, you want to treat yourself on Christmas, your birthday, whatever, go check out bluedesigns.com. They have really great stuff. Now, as far as the podcast goes, I love our Discord. I, I think that was one of the best things that we ever created for this this podcast was our Discord. Absolutely. Because the community we've built in our podcast Discord is amazing. Uh, we have over 650 people in there now. The, the, the chat in there is constant. Day and night, just some really awesome people, really fun to talk to. Go to discord.me/slash shattered order. 
go join there. Come hang out with us. Come talk. We talk about the game. We talk about life. Apparently, lately, they've been talking about Harry Potter. I don't know why, but there's all kinds of crazy fun stuff going on in our podcast Discord. If you're not there, you need to be there. It's a lot of fun. Um, if you want to support the show, please go to Disc- or patreon.com slash shattered order. There's a lot of different levels you can do from $2 and up. At this point, whatever you do helps us to continue to do the show, to, to host the show on the internet because that takes money, to make it sound better, to continue to do the things we do. Your support is needed, and for everyone that supports us, we appreciate that. But if you are interested in doing that, go to patreon.com slash shattered order. Or if you are on Twitch, if you have Prime, you get a free Twitch subscription. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe to the show through that for free, and it helps us out as well. So you can do that. And if you do either of those things, Patreon or Twitch, you're entered into our gift card drawing every month so go check that out indeed there's a a few Uh, things i missed so why don't you hit the other ones um well i'm book club there's a lot of stuff uh book club i i I mean how's the book club going good um i finally finished throne alliances and a lot of other people have too it was really good i do have to admit wasn't quite as good as the first one but it i mean the first one's maybe my favorite audiobook of all time. It was fantastic. Um, but it, it was really, really good. Uh, you kind of got to see this little dichotomy between, you know, Anakin, Vader. It kind of goes back and forth. It's really interesting just kind of seeing that difference and everything. Uh, very enjoyable. If you want to check it out, audibletrial.com slash order. You can go get a... Free 30-day trial, get a free book. Even if you cancel within 30 days, you still get to keep the free audiobook. So definitely check that out. Um, and you can go join our book club in there, in which we've been talking about the book. And, you know, we may try to find a book each month to do or something. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Dude, Twitter if you guys started going order, into the uh, Legends books, I would be really interested to see what people said about that. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, something else I need to do is get a Discord call set up where we all talk about the Thrawn book. That's kind of my next goal. That way you can throw it Dude, up in the podcast thing. Turn that into a out of order. I would love to listen to that. Get yeah. a Discord chat that, going and turn it into an out of order podcast. That is the plan at some point after I get some free time. Uh, the other thing, make sure you go sub to us on YouTube where back on youtube there's you know some decent stuff on there and uh, make sure you go check that out also shatteredorder.com has a lot of really good stuff there's a sith raid team page on there uh i did a little write-up on phase three and phase four teams that i use uh zailbot from shattered order one of our officers uh you know he created the page and has helped me out a lot with that which i really appreciate um something else is if you're you know, if you write up articles or anything like that and, you know, you're looking, if that's stuff that you like doing and you're generally like a Reddit poster or whatever and you want somewhere a little bit more permanent to put stuff, hit me up. Um, looking for some people to help contribute to the site, maybe get a little bit, uh, you know, get articles on there a little bit more often, stuff like that. Uh, let me know if that is something you might be interested in. 
And um, yeah, I am not sure if there is anything else that I missed. Did I miss anything? No, but I have a comment. Uh, I think it's hilarious that uh, Zale's name has turned into Zalebot. <laughs> I mean, why, why wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. He, he does a <laughs> lot of stuff for the order. He, he's almost a bot. It's amazing. But Zalebot has stuck, and it's hilarious. Indeed. All right, so... Uh- is this is it's, this the last episode of trivia or the first of the next one? I can't remember if I lost last time the, or this no, is my the, one chance is, at redemption. This is your one ch- one chance at redemption, I do believe. Uh, score is 18 to 15, so let's do it. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the force be with you. I really tried to find a pin during that, and uh, I have not found a pin. So I'm going to find one, and uh, we're going to be able to do this. But let me bring up the trivia here because it's interesting. I'm kind of interested to see how we both do on this. The last trivia for this this season is mods. So, ooh, mods, interesting. Uh, can't wait for that. So, uh, real quick, I want to give a nice little plug to uh, our phone number. Uh, we. We need more messages from you guys. Call us. Like we want to we want to play your stuff on the show, but you, you don't call us very often. Like intros 4-8-0-4-4-2-0-1-1-2. 480-442-0112. It's in the show notes. Call us up, leave us voicemail. That way we can play it on the show. We need I mean, we need Zeta or not Zeta questions. We need Gear 12 Plus questions. We need questions. We like answering stuff like that. Actually, it's more the Zeta or not Zeta segment. Like, but I would like to. I want to do one every week, but I, I need help. So, but remember this question as well, or this that point about questions as well, because I think next week is going to be a question and answer episode. So, ah, yeah, we will be using that phone number like crazy for the next episode and probably the one after that because we always have leftover questions. So call the number, ask a question about the game right now and we will answer it for the next show. So there's that. Question one. All right, so we got Shattered Order Trivia with mods. I'm down three. I really got to make up some space here. So hopefully I, I can beat you at your own topic. So here we go. Good luck. Yeah, I know. Which secondary bonus would be the most exceptional? Plus seven crit chance, plus seven potency, plus seven percent protection, plus seven percent defense. I assume this, I assume you missed the part about when upgraded from a five dot to a six dot mod. It's not what it says, so... 
Okay. Just says which Repeat secondary bonus would then. be the most. Which secondary bonus would be the most exceptional? Seven percent crit, seven percent potency, seven percent protection, or seven percent defense. Hmm. I have two answers, and I don't know which to pick of the two. So I'm just gonna go with the one I think the high, most highly of. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the question's getting at. I think it's based on, uh, I'm assuming it's the gear 12 thing, but I don't know. You got well, your I answer? don't think it I would. Got mine. The gear 12 thing, or you mean the six star mod? That's what I meant, not gear 12. Either way, I don't know that the secondary bonus thing would change between the, the two. Yeah. They'll so, have different multipliers. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you got? Protection. I said potency. But, it, but, but for me, it was between crit chance and potency because a 7% potency on a mod seems high. Protection and defense doesn't seem that high to me. At least I don't know. We'll see. Interesting. Okay. No. Not All right. We both what? got it wrong. According to GamingFans.com More game changers. Shout out to those guys. Defense maxes out at 7.2% so 7% defense would be exceptional. Oh. I guess I, that makes perfect sense, actually. Okay, that does make sense, actually, yeah. Now I get what the question was asking. Maybe that'll help as we move into... Question two. All right, question two. Here we go. It's a long one. Put, put on your uh, listening ears. You have two mods. One that has the highest possible offense percentage secondary, and another that has the highest possible flat offense secondary. Obviously the flat will help more at lower offense numbers, and the percent will help at higher numbers. As tier 5 mods, at what physical special damage number would these two god mods help your offense the same amount? Whoever's closer gets a point. Get three points if you are within 100. It's a maths question. I don't know what I'm the highest get it possibles are. Um, let's see. Is it cheating to take out a calculator? No. All right. I love the music. I'm going to use a calculator too because I'm tired. Yeah, he's like, I, I'm putting my maths in and it still doesn't seem like the right answer. So, um, let me try this a different way. Okay. 
This is rough, man. None of the maths I can think of in my head actually add up number-wise. At least for is what I think is the highest for a flat offense mod. Um... Yeah, this is... This is kind of difficult. I like the question. I just don't feel like... This seems like a, uh, a... It seems like a... Question you'd get at university on your, uh, quiz. I have an answer and I think it's wrong, but I don't know. Alright, I got a number two. What do you got? Um, I put 8,154. Alright, well, I put 2,100. Okay. And the answer is... Okay, so yours is going off numbers that a character could never achieve, then. Uh... I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. It's just saying... This is all very theoretical based on the highest possible secondaries at what point they would be equal. It could be anywhere on any scale. I mean, there's... Cause so I went with I went with 200 being the flat, the base for the highest offense mod. Okay. That's, that's what I went with. So then I added, I did that times 10. So let's say... I, that that being with if 10% was the highest offense percentage mod you could get. So my answer came out to 2,000, but I had 100 to that just to be, just because I wanted to. So I had 2,100. That was my answer. Okay. Uh, I went off the fact that I think the max offense is around 2.6% and the max flat offense is around 212 um, and well, so I basically if, figured out what, where those would equal out. My, yeah, okay. Well, let's see what the answer is. I actually, I, this just occurred to me though. I did not do the math correctly. No, well, you're close enough. What was your answer? 8154. You li you'll get three points for your maths. The answer was 8237. 8237. Yeah, so yeah, you were within did, the 100. I think had I did the math right, I would have been right there. Yep. Very nice. It says max flat offense is 201, so I was only off by one. But offense uh, percent is 2.4%, not 10. <laughs> so. Okay, gotcha. Interesting. Um, Alright, so that takes me to 21 and you to 15. Yep. I'm up by six. You are. There's no chance I'm coming back now, but let's keep going. Slim, but yeah. Question three. Question three is worth one point, so even if I get it and you don't, I'm now down five. All right, same question, but assuming they are both tier six E mods. Same question, except assuming they're both tier six E mods. Yep. Okay. So you're going to gain three here, and I'm going to gain zero. <laughs> hey, you never know. 
Oh, I don't even remember the bonuses, so... Complete guess. We'll see if I'm within a hundred. Um, let's see. Stop doing maths. Maybe I'll have a chance. Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? Probably not. Let's be um, honest. I am so totally brain dead. This is ridiculous. That is correct, but um, do, 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 do. yeah, this is this is close enough. All right, what's Only your answer? Only have to be within a hundred, so. Uh, my answer is 3069. <laughs> I went up to I went up to where you were. I said 9500. I guess it would have been smarter to go down if the percentages yes. were going up. Yes, <laughs> All right. I think the offense percent triples and the flat offense gains 10%. Yeah. So the theoretical max would then be 221 and the offense percent max would be 7. Two and some change. All right. Well, as we once again show how amazing I am at maths, <laughs> what's what was your answer? Uh, three thousand and sixty-nine. <laughs> you got three points again. The answer was two nine nine eight. No. It says a tier. Tier 60, the max will be 7.3% or 221 flat. Very exciting. So now that you're up by nine points. <laughs> Might as well do. Question four. Question four. Name the stats of a character that cannot be altered by mods yet. Ooh. Um. Says up to three points. Stats that cannot be altered by mods. Yes. Interesting. Um. I've only got two. I cannot think of the third one. I got two, oh. and I guarantee they're probably not the same as yours, so... I thought of the other one. I've got my answers. Alright, what do you got? I have defense penetration, health steal, and evasion. You know, what's really funny is there's a lot of answers to this question, uh, so I don't know what the three that they want is, because I have three, and then I thought of another one. Okay. Um, 
My answers were counter chance, stun chance, and defense penetration. Well, stun chance is potency. So. Because that's based on ability. But the other two I agree with. What what were the other two? You said defense penetration. What was the first one? Counter, counter chance. Counter, yep. But uh, health steal was another one. Um, I would say armor, but armor can be manipulated by, what, defense and yes. a couple other things. Actually, I don't think counter chance is, that, is an actual statistic. It... If it's not, it should be because every character that has a counter chance has a percentage. So. Uh, but that's usually in their abilities. It's not a stat. Like if you go look at their stats, there is no counter chance. Um. Fine. All right. What is what's <laughs> what the answers are? Defense, pin, health, steal, evasion. Uh, I'll, we'll go ahead and give you two on that one. So I did like two of your answers. 27 to 17, as we move to... Question number five. All right, question five. Match the primary before after numbers to the stat. Can you see the screen? Do you know? Do I need to say these or can you see it? Uh, I can see it in one second. Okay, okay. I can see it. All right, okay, so this is before and after going from uh, five dot to six dot. So it doesn't have to be five dot or six dot. These changes go to do all mods. Wait, this is primary? Say it again. Yes, this is primary. Okay, set. so this so, is primary. I was thinking uh, uh, set bonuses. All right, yeah. Set five so, dots so, to six dots. Uh, the stats that we have to match are protection, tenacity, defense, crit chance, accuracy, uh, and crit avoidance. And the percentages are 12% to 20%. 24% to 35%, 24% to 35%, 12% to 30%, 11.75% to 20%, and 23.5% to 24%. I am pretty sure I know all of these. Do you know all of them? I, if I were to say on a scale of one to one hundred percent certainty, I'd say I'm at seventy. <laughs> Not that it matters at this point, so I don't really give a crap whether I got it right or wrong. I'm gonna lose no matter what. Well, that's that's true. So whether I'm right or wrong, I don't care. Oops. What did I miss? Oh. Oops. 
All right, I got my answers. I'm still working on mine. So, uh, just for people listening on audio, I'll go ahead and run through them again. Uh, on the left, you have protection, tenacity, defense, crit chance, accuracy, and crit avoidance. And you have to match those to the percentages of 12% to 20%. 24% to 35%, 24% to 35%, 12% to 30%, 11.75% to 20%, 23 and 23.5% to 24%. Really digging this music. It's fantastic. <laughs> All right, I got answers. I'm pretty sure they're mostly wrong, but we'll see. I know I got protection. All right. I am showing my answer so people will know that I'm not cheating. And, um. Well, I could show right. mine, but I doubt you'll read them. Okay, there you go. I won't. All right. They've been on the screen for a while, so people can go back and look if they want. All right, what cool. is protection? I got 23.5 to 24%. That is correct. It is correct. Thank you. Tenacity, I got 24 to 35%. Again, correct. I just brought up the answers on the screen, so. Both got the first two right. Defense, I had 12 to 20. Wait, hold on, hold on. What was your answer on defense? The wrong one, 12 to 20. I got the two backwards. Crit chance is 12 to 20. Defense is 11.75 to 20. I had the mm -hmm. two backwards. Ah. Uh. No you got words. something to say? No words. It doesn't really matter if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> I don't really give a crap. I don't. I feel like I'm trolling, but I don't mean to be. Uh, you so, are, but so, it's okay. Accuracy, 12 to 30%. Got that one. Crit avoidance, 24 to 35%. And got that one. Cool. So there's four there. And good to go. All right. We won't discuss the score, but... Um, I lost. It's fine. It happens. I'm not offended. Well, yeah. The, uh, the maths didn't give you much of a chance. Especially when you don't know the numbers starting up. So that's, yeah. that happens. Yeah, that's... Very problematic, to say the least. Um, well, that wraps up another episode of the Shattered Order podcast. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out and hanging with us through this journey. Um, we really appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, thanks, everybody, in the live chat for hanging out. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, discord.me slash Shattered Order. Come chat with us. Make sure you get your questions in for next week. We'll have a spot on our Discord channel where you can go and submit all your questions. And, you know, we'll plow through those next week. And that will be a heck of a lot of fun. Um, anything else people should know for the week? Nope. <laughs> I don't I think there's anything surprising uh, as far as I go or you go. So I think that's, that's it for us. I might try to live stream on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday 
when I get time. So watch Discord for that. Discord.me slash Shattered Order. Join there to get all of the updated announcements and news that we post there. And uh, yeah, that should be it. So for me and Wink on the Shattered Order podcast, thanks for listening. And we will catch you on the flip side. Later. Later.